When Shamrock Rovers got one back, tears came to my eyes. When we went two went up and I heard those thousands of Sligo people, I was proud and we went out and won. Best town in the world. Best town in the world. Best town in the world. More drama here. Gilani. North. Elding. 3-2. They'll be looking for Stenson's head away at the far post. And over it comes Elliot. Stenson! 1-1. Welcome along to episode number 83 of the Bitter Red Supporters Trust podcast. We're back for a new season and we are delighted to be back. Ronan Flanagan here and this week I am delighted to be joined by Sean Dunn. Sean, how are you? Excited. Delighted to be back. Jerry O'Connor, how's things? Number 83, is it? It is indeed. That, that's, that might be an omen. We might, we'll win the cup. Oh. Na, 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 I like that one, Jerry. Hey, Sligo <laughs> Rovers, put your money on Rovers for the cup. Donald Kelly, welcome. We're back. Fantastic, Ronan. Great to be back. And welcome aboard, David McGee. Thanks very much, lads. Delighted to be here. This week, we will look ahead to the new season. We will discuss all things transfer window. We will chat to Shams fan Sean Cummins, edit the game. We will also chat to John Russell ahead of the game and get his thoughts ahead of the new season. And as I mentioned, we will also look ahead to the game against Shams on Saturday night at the showgrounds. Right, so we'll start off, first of all, lads. We'll look through the transfer window. There was 10 incomings, as far as I can gather. And there was a total of eight outgoings. Uh, I'll start with yourself, Sean. Um, We'll start with, I suppose, with the the incomings. 10 pairs coming in, um, but certainly... Plenty of options for, for John Russell ahead of the new season. I hope you're not sticking me on pronunciations now or anything like that, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> no, look, um, yeah, Brand it's a lot flicks. of incomings. It's a lot of incomings. Huh? Right back, Bram Flicks. <laughs> <laughs> what are the Bram Falk, isn't it? Bram Falk, is it? Yeah, I think so. We'll go with something like that anyway. I'm sure, we, I'm sure we'll hear it when he... Bangs in a screamer from 30 yards against Shams on Saturday night. We'll know his name after that. Um, no, Jesus, yeah, 10 incomings is huge, but it seems to be of quality. From what we can make out, look, you know, we, we talked to John, obviously, about it, but, um, you know, these signings aren't, aren't flashing the pan, lads. You know, they're not, as a lot of people would say, um, YouTube video signings. You know, John has done his research in this. He's done his homework on them. They're players he he genuinely wants. They're not recommendations made to him. He's gone out and found these players. This sort of style of play he's looking for. Um, even if you look there the other night against Finn Harps, the right back, Bramvac, and Hutchison, even the left back, quality. Like their starting position is far higher than where we were last year. As full backs, you know, we're pressed up and they're linking together brilliantly with Fitzgerald and Levac. And you can see a lot of continuity in the team already. Browning in the centre of the park. He looks a real player. I don't think he gave away the ball once throughout the whole 90 minutes. Um, that's something we haven't had. You know, that's you're going back to that Richie Ryan elk kind of a player. I don't want to be putting him, comparing him to Richie Ryan just yet, but that's the style of player he looks to be. 
where he's keeping those simple passes and them can lines when he can. But he also had a sense of authority in him because McGee was sitting up beside me for that. And there was at one point Fitzgerald took an extra touch on the ball and didn't lay him back to lay him back to pass, but straight away he was on him, not in a screaming, shouting way, but he was demanding more from him. He was slapping his hands, get, get the ball to me that extra bit quicker. He was already looking at the next pass before he even received the ball. He had seen where the play was opening up. And I think with that, with those kind of technical players on board, that gives us an edge in the league. You know, people will say, you know, give me trusted LOI players all day long. And that's not always the case. You go back to that uh, list of players that were free agents that were available. And it's a list of shite. And that's the plain and simple of it. There's one player I would have taken off and that's Dara Lee. And he wasn't really meant to be on it. He was already agreed a contract with Dundalk. So he was on it for a week and he was off it again. You know, they're all about, we signed an Estonian international in Vastark for number, playing the number 10 role. Your option on that list was Dylan McLeod. You know, Bogdan Vastark has 11 international caps for Estonia. Dylan McLeod has 11 subscribers on YouTube and people want, that's his biggest achievement. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, people get very, very blurred lines with this crack of having proven LOI players. Yes, it is important at times, but in the right areas. If they're not there, you don't. You, that's that's going and signing shite by just signing players for the sake of signing them because they're available and they played in the league. What we've done is we've opened up avenues now under John to get better players in from across the water. And Jerry made a strong point on it last season, and he played on the point a lot. And it was right: is this is the avenue we need to go down to progress as a club? Because if we're bringing these players over, you look at Stefan that signed the striker. He's twenty-two years of age. He's a Faroe East international. He's a lot of caps and a lot of goals. He's not coming here to stay here. He's coming here to get exposure to go across to England. You know, call a spade a spade. We are a stepping stone club. That's fine. That's what we'll have to be for the time being. If it means we make money on these players and going forward, that's brilliant. And that's where we have to be smart in America because if these players want to get to England, they have to perform here. So we reap the benefit of that, both on the pitch and financially. And look, I hope John has it nailed down with these lads. There is a bit of pressure coming in, obviously, into the league. It's a it's a difficult league to to, to settle into at times. But judging from what you've seen so far, they're technically very good. The league is is actually becoming a more technical league every year. So they won't be too far out of their depth, I don't think. I don't think. Oh. He's saying, yeah, I'm happy with the transfer market. <laughs> and Jerry, which player that came in, which player are you most looking forward to seeing that you haven't seen before? Um, geez, I don't know. I didn't actually realize there was 10, 10 in. Um, uh, I didn't see a lot of the last night's game, I was kind of in and out, I was there I was doing stuff. Um, but I was, do you know, what? I was actually impressed, uh, by Hutchinson there, the left back, uh, on loan from uh, Cheltenham against Wexford. I thought he was really, really good. Um, I know we talk about kind of Players being technical and players being, you know, which is obviously fabulous. But he's technical, but he's also got a little bit of bite about him. He kind of that old fashioned uh, fullback, you know, willing to get on, but he, he like he seems to like a challenge too. So, so you know, I think he could be uh, maybe an upgrade on Kirk. Um, in that Kirk was brilliant going forward. Wasn't always the best defender, and um, yeah, he did like a tackle, but I think. This lad kind of ticks all the boxes in that 
he actually enjoys enjoys defending. But also, as Sean said there, you know, he's looking to to, to move up the pitch and, and push push forward. So, you know, he's probably not one of the exotic signings, as I would say. But for me, I like the look of him. And Donald, we've seen, I suppose, Aidan Keane has left. He's signed for Cheltenham, but from your own point of view, there's plenty of plenty of attacking options to look forward to this season with the likes of Bogdan and Stefan and, you know, plenty of attacking options there in the team. Definitely, Ronan. Yeah, there's like, we, we have a lot of attacking threat, as the man says, um, and a lot of unknown quantities as well, which I'm sure we'll, uh, we can use to our advantage as the early parts of the season regress. But, um, Look, in terms of the pre-season, uh, from what I've seen, I would have been happy enough. Um, probably would have liked to score a few more goals and absolutely losing Aidan Keane at, uh, so late in the season. Um, was, was always going to be, uh, it's always going to be difficult to replace him, but I have full faith in John that that he's he's got his recruitment right. And um, I mean, like we created so many chances there against Terps on, on Saturday night. Like if that's, Anything to go by? I think we're going to see a lot of goals in the showgrounds um, uh, this year. Hopefully, in a in the right side. And David will be hoping that the goals go in for ourselves, I suppose, but also keeping them out of the the other team's goal as well. Um, John Mahan returns to the showgrounds. I suppose from your own point of view, it's a it's a it's a sign that had to be made when he became available. Yeah, you had to go and get him. Um, John's been a top-class defender for us over the last couple of years before his move to Scotland. You know, he's a bit of an old-school centre-half. Um, he'd head and kick everything, but he's, he's he's quite shrewd in reading the game now as well. He hasn't played a lot of football in the last year, so he'll he'll need to get up to speed fairly quickly. There's no doubt that he will because the quality's there. But I think the likes of himself and Nando are going to be formidable in the centre. And then we've got two attack-minded full-backs who, from, again, limited time of what we've seen, can defend, like to defend, but are going to be very good on the front foot and get us into transition to attacking areas very, very quickly as well. And what struck me about the transfer window is the lads have already said in that they are obviously very good technical players. Is They're going to enhance what we already have. So the players that are there already, the likes of Barlow, the likes of Niall Morgan, and uh, Stefan um, as well, it'll, it'll take a little bit of time, but I think they're going to be enhancing what we already have. So yeah, hopefully a sign of, of really good things to come. Uh, McNicholas, Maybe a little bit of time out um, towards the end of last season. We'll do him a little bit of good. He can get reset and restarted. And yeah, we've got good options at the back, definitely. And Sean. Hartman as well. Hartman, oh, Hartman, of course. Yeah, he's got, Jesus, he's he's a player, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it was unfortunate, you know, last season. Um, but fuck, he's, he's a player. The honour, in fairness. You could name any of them, really, like in... Hard not to be impressed by by any of the, any of the really like you know. And again, the limited time that we've seen, but yeah, like sorry to cut across you there, Rowan. But what I'll say is just what I am on it. I think we're going to surprise a uh, a lot of people, like going through various different prediction threads and Facebook or Twitter or wherever the case may be. Like nobody, I haven't seen anybody put us really higher than seventh, uh, which is absolutely fantastic. Um. Because look, I I think I think I haven't seen this probably the strongest squad I've ever seen in terms of you know covering all the bases and, and things like that. Uh, even I would put it stronger. I'm not saying that we're going to win the league or anything like that, but like if you can go back to 
I don't think they were going to win the league at all, to be honest. But if you go back to 2012, you know, we probably had maybe 15 players, whereas yes, now yes. we've definitely got over 20 good uh, professional footballers that look like professional footballers and can play ball. So I think we're well covered. When you go back to the start of last this time last year, Jerry, and when we kicked off against Pats, we had two wingers in Fitzgerald and O'Sullivan. And that was it. Yeah. That was the only wingers we had at the club. Um, Mark Byrne. That was it. You know, yeah. there, there was no options. And like at the end of the day, Mark Byrne is still an academy player learning his trade coming through. So, you know, you go to this season where you have, now you have Fitzgerald, Hartman, Levac, O'Sullivan. You have Byrne coming through as well. Heaney's now there as well. He's broken onto the scene. Um, who else? I'm missing out on someone else. Um, but you know, there's options there. There's options all across the front line. Stefan can play out wide and through the middle. So, you know, we do finally have options within the attacking areas. Well, we didn't have it last year at all, and and in years previous. And you're right in what you're saying. This is the first year we went to a season where we we've a lot of options. Even in the centre half, we're covered now. I think we haven't been before. I think as well, uh, the, the, uh, one thing, I suppose, uh, the last game of last season that we didn't didn't acknowledge and certainly I felt bad afterwards was uh, Conor Walsh made his debut against Bowes in the last game of last season. And uh, I think that was, it. Uh, I probably, obviously been at the game, I, I, something that I, I should have mentioned on the last podcast. But certainly, I think Conor Walsh, um, He'd be snapping as uh, he was. He'd be snapping as Luke's heels there. Do you know what I mean? Looking to get that number one spot, like uh, Ian Clancy again. Like he's been very, very impressive in pre-season and towards the end of last season as well. Um, Sean McAteer, central midfielder there again, very, very impressive midfield, a local lad as well, and now of course uh, Bardo as well. So you have a lot of kind of young lads, uh, local lads that knows what it means to the locality as well that are coming through and. Look like they're going to have a, a a big part to play into the season as well. So, I think there's I think there's there's lots there to be optimistic about. Anything else, lads? Or I just see a lot of interchangeability throughout the squad. Players who can again play multiple positions, whether it be centrally or deeper or wide. There's there's more options. You know, you're going to pick up injuries along the way, or, or players drop out of form. There's 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 a lot of players who can play multiple positions, and that's a huge thing I think for us going forward as well. I think uh, um, the, he's done very well at uh, what's called him at, at fullback, uh, Carol Sullivan. Uh, yeah. I, I, even last night there, like he's he some engine on interference to him. Like he's been very good preseason as well, actually. Yeah, I think that's a really intelligent move though in training Carlin to be a right back. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good career move for him as well because, as it says, the options are there now. Attacking wise, and look, maybe they're the stronger players in the wider areas now than Carl maybe but there's one thing you can't take away from O'Sullivan is his honesty and his hard work and you know he will give you 110% every game and I think he's more suited to a right back than actually a right midfielder I think he'll, he'll be far more productive as a right back and I think he'll actually he'll make a big impression on the squad this year playing some, there Some of his link up play last night yeah. see I only saw like the last maybe 25 minutes of the game but some of his link-up play last night on that right wing was absolutely fantastic. Like, you know, so I think, players, I think the players saw that we had last season look like different players this season in terms of physicality. 
Um, like, you know, Sullivan, he looks a lot more, I don't know, filled out, looks more chunky, but obviously in the right way. I think Connor Walsh as well, just you mentioned there at the start. Um, uh, oh, I don't know. I can't believe you spent the night with me last night, Jory, you forgot me there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if you compare him to the Bohemians game, right, uh, the end game of last season and to where he is now, he looks like a different lad. Mm. He looks like a different lad. He Even looks bigger, like- he looks stronger. He, he just looks different. He looks like a man now. Yeah, and yeah. Funny, Jerry is another one is is Luke McNicholas as well. Yeah, Luke had a presence about him last night in the game. He did, yeah, he did. You know, he, if, if, he, I was impressed with him. Again, as I said, I didn't see a lot, but just and for what I seen, he didn't have to do much. But there was a presence there about him. Yeah, and his his starting position was high. Yeah, which I was really impressed with. His starting position was very high, and he was unbelievable on the ball. He was a couple of didn't he? Oh, there was a couple of passes he played. Honest to God, they were exquisite. Like for the goalkeeper, they were brilliant, and they were starting counter attacks and everything. Like you know what I mean? He he played a couple of balls in over the top, but they weren't they weren't high, but they weren't low. They were just there were slicers in between, and they were just playing the playing Frank. I think he played Frank in once, and he played Hartman in in the second half. I think at one point. But oh, there was a couple of beauties there, and even he looked more reassured in his catching ability and stuff. He just. He had a bit more confidence about him and hopefully he takes that into next season because I think Luke got a raw deal last year. He was asked to come in and replace the best keeper in the league by a country mile coming off the back of a historic night that he had in Bala where where Ed basically put us into the next round of Europe himself. And then all of a sudden, Luke is just told, yeah, you've got to go in and replace him there. Off you go. That's very hard to do. And then obviously the squad rotation didn't help. He there was injuries in front of him to the centre halves and there was no continuity for Luke there. So his confidence took a bit of a shot as well. So hopefully, as David says earlier there, that the wee break has done him the world of good and, you know, we we do have a proper number one on our hands this year. Because, again, this is another uh, academy product that's rated highly within the Ireland setup. They rave about him up there. You know what I mean? This isn't a mug we have. We have a, we have a really, really good goalkeeper on our hands. It's just... Confidence is crucial for a goalkeeper. And if Luke's confidence is right, we're sound. We're happy days because all you have to go back to is take his performance away from home against Motherwell in Europe. And that's the keeper that we want. That's yeah. that's him. That's if we have if we get that Luke McNicholas this season, we're sound. So we're joined now by Sean Cummins, who is Shamrock Rovers fan ahead of the first game of the season on Saturday night. So first of all, Sean, are Shamrock Rovers fans looking forward to the start of the season? Oh, definitely, yeah. Look, to be honest, with the players that we brought in with Liam Burden, Johnny Kenny, and just the whole thing of, you know, going for four in a row again. I, I, I don't know. I don't speak of our all Rovers fans, but I'm certainly excited anyways, especially trying to go for four in a row. And just a quick note on pre- pre-season. How has pre-season gone so far? Yeah, we've had a few good results there. You know, we've we've played a few teams, played Treaty there. I know we won that 7-1, but... You know, Wexford as well. And we're kind of mixing and matching with teams. You know, we're playing one eleven for one half and then another 11 for another half or even two two games on the same day. We'll be playing two different 11s. So it's just trying to get all the boys a good run out, to be honest. You know, that's that's really the way we always do pre-season. I know we went over to Spain then for a week for a bit of a training camp, which um, I don't think we done last year now or the year before. I know we saw... 
Waterford going over to Dubai and even Derry were off as well somewhere. But yeah, so preseason has been too bad for the lads. I know we lost there. Jeez, I forget who was against the other day. Derry, is it? Well, yeah, that was in the President's Cup. We had a few, well, not a few players missing, but we didn't have a full team out. We had, well, probably 75% of a full team out. But I forget our last preseason game before the Leinster Senior Cup against UCD, I think. Jeez, oh, I, I think we lost 2-0 or something to someone. But yeah, no, preseason really good. Johnny Kenny has been very good for us so far in the preseason. He's probably been our main goal scorer, you know. We're going to keep that name to a minimum today, Sean, if you don't mind. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll try to keep it down low as much as possible. <laughs> Sean, what do you figure about the, the lad Poom coming over? You seem to be taking the same route as ourselves. I know you took an interest. Yeah, I, I, I think he's a really good sign. And I think he has vast experience with with Flora and especially in European competitions. I know he's done well with Estonia on the international level as well. He's a main man for, well, not a main man for them, but he does feature a lot for them. And yeah, I think all these Estonian lads coming over and even even other internationals, I, I, I think they're just a benefit to leave, to be honest. I think they're obviously very professional because they're used to playing at a high level. They're used to traveling away with with their international teams. So I think they're 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 just gonna want to get in there, do their stuff, train as as good as they can and play as good as they can, to be honest. I think it's only a benefit to to, to the league with Marcus coming over to us. I he had a brilliant game against UCD now. Uh, he was involved in all three of the goals. He scored one himself and he assisted the two others. He, he, looked, he looked decent against um, against Derry and the well, Ranuel there. The so far, I know player. He's very big. He seems to... Yeah, I actually missed the first half. I had my own football team training. But of the second half, what i see seen now, he did look decent. You know, I wouldn't really judge it all in one game. But look... We'll, we'll see how it goes. I know a lot of players come over, especially now you've seen with Dundalk in the past few seasons. They, they'd signed some some, some uh, internationals and all and haven't really done great. But I don't know. I think Marcus will be good signing for us anyways. And um, Yusuf obviously adventured out that way as well. And Yusuf are hoping they'll do the business for you too. And Sean, just in um, in regards there to the President's Cup as well, I've seen a, not a lot of your fans, but a few of your fans were fairly disappointed after the game in, in regards to the performance. And yeah. it was actually unlikely. Defensively, you were very poor. What was what was the issues there? Yeah, I felt we were very exposed down, down uh, the wing. Let's be honest. Dylan, uh, sorry, Michael Duffy got in. Loads of times in behind there, he got crosses in the whole time. I, it's um, it's really unlike us to be honest. We're really compact in defence, and it's probably no from watching us anyways. We don't really let much in, or if we do let much in, we always get it out, which was a bit unusual the other night to be honest. And I don't know if it's something that's going to be reoccurring, or what, or we, or we just need to just get our full. Hopefully. Back and just get a solid put of thing on it together. Um, Sorry, the keeper as well, Sean. Was there like I'd assume he's not going to be starting the first game of the season? I hope not, to be honest. Uh, we really need a new number two now. I don't even get me started on Leon Pauls, to be honest. <laughs> he is, uh, he is not by any means a fan favorite now, and he will not. 
even even last season, to be honest, we went away to there in the cup, and he just he, he's just not good. I don't really want to talk about him, to be honest. We I, I was <laughs> like when Manus does go, it could be at the end of the season. We really need to search for a good replacement because I don't think now Stephen should be should be really putting all his hopes on how Leon Paul's there because he's not going to do much. Keepers in this league are like hens teeth. You know, they're, they're very hard to come by. Oh, they are very hard to come by. They're either top drawer or they're, they're just very bad now, to be honest. And Leon the other night, there was a few times where he spilt the ball, I don't know how many times. And Derry could have scored, I don't know how many goals off him. I don't know, to be honest. All Rover fans can tell you the exact same thing. He's not up to the standard of what we need. And I just think Stephen is really, he's really just depending on Alan to be fit every single week, which like he's, he's 40, 41 now, you know, it's, I hope he does, but there's going to come to a time, maybe he's going to get a bad injury or he's going to do something and we're going to depend on Leon Poles and it's not going to be a good time. Because it obviously puts a lot of uncertainty in your back four as well when, when your keeper's not up to it behind you. We've seen it ourselves over the years with bad keepers. Yeah. And, you know, your back fours, they do look panicky. And when there's a good goalie in behind them, you can see your back four's confidence skyrocket straight away. So It gives everyone so much more confidence because they just, they 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 trust the keeper, you know. Like, if if I'm Lee Grace there, or Daniel Cleary, and I look behind me and there's Alan Manis, I'm feeling so secure. Mm. Because there's many times when Alan would get the ball and I don't know, well, it's up the road. As well, he's brilliant at doing this. He just counter attack again when either anyone is trying to press us in or counter attack or do anything like that. Knowing Alan is there in net, and you have that security of such an experienced keeper like him, you always feel so confident. But just any time we go out on the pitch with Leon Poles and net, I just don't feel confident about any game that we play. Uh, look, I suppose we won't uh, avoid it altogether, but what's your reaction been to Johnny Kenny signing for you in general? To be honest, now I, I was really delighted to get that signing over the line. I think he's a brilliant player. The only thing about it is I don't know where he's going to uh, play every week, whether it be off the left, whether it be he's going to be playing as a single man up top, or I don't know, we could switch to a four-four-two or a 3-5-2 or something, and have Rory and himself playing off each other. But Rory was our player of the season last year, along with Alan Manis. So I don't see how he's going to displace him and team, but we definitely needed a new striker. And, you know, Rory can't do everything himself. He's he's a relentless presser. He does all the dirty work. He does the dog's work. But we needed another lad off him that can, that can chip in with a few goals here or there. And I think Johnny can be that man and he's versatile as, as you know, he can play off the left. Not so sure about the right, but I think he's going to be a big player for us, even so far in preseason. I think he has four or five goals for so far in preseason and he's looking really well. The other night now, he didn't have the best against, to be honest. He didn't get much service just like everyone else in the team didn't, didn't really have the best of games. But I have high hopes for him. And hopefully he scores in the first game of the season. <laughs> 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 A normal goal, hopefully. 
<laughs> that, that'd be a nice starter's career, to be honest. I know, but look, all jokes aside, I, I, I do think he's a good player, and I know you do as well with the with the reaction of him coming to us and kind of not going to use. It was a big thing because if you've got him, Aiden Keane going, I don't know now. I think he would still be up for fighting for Europe, and like you still are. Who 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 knows? With my league predictions myself, I actually put you in fifth, and I was just saying, I say you would probably bite my hand off now for that because I'd done that two days before Aiden Keane actually left for Cheltenham. But all in all, now I do think Johnny Kenny will be a big signing for us. I don't know how you feel. What like what what do you think about the signing and him kind of snubbing a return to Sligo? Uh, we're not happy. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine that now. But look, he—that's his decision. I he made that, it. Yeah. We I think uh, we just need to. I think we've all moved on, um, and I wouldn't give it too much airtime at the same time. It's a different club now. It's none of our business, really. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no. Look, I can understand where the fume will be coming from, but it was his decision at the end of the day. If he wants to come to us, I, I think the big lure was definitely European football. You know, I think at his age. <laughs> He he already done a bit of European football. We use he he probably done well as well, didn't he? We use when he on your the play. He played one game. I did. Sorry, he came on in the second leg. Scored yeah. a penalty actually. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he scored a penalty. Yeah, I remember that actually. Yeah, but what did he get for using? I think it was twelve goals in his first season, wasn't it? For in the Premier Division, yeah, you know, like that's very good going. He was only eighteen at the time. If 17, 18 at the time, you know, he's only finishing his leaving, sir. So he yeah. definitely knows how to find the back of the net. I suppose, like, uh, for, for me personally, there's dis- disappointment towards him because, like, we did give him the platform to, to get the move to Scotland and stuff like that. And yeah. it's weird. It does, it does, it's certainly to me, like, I suppose, you know, we don't want to dwell on it, but it does certainly feel like a bit of a slap in the face to us. So I've got hopefully no disrespect to Johnny here or to Shams, but, uh, Hopefully he made the wrong decision, you know. But anyway, we'll see. We'll see what happens as the season plays out. Uh, two quick and questions from yourself, Sean. Um, are you traveling? Yeah, up yeah, yeah. Are you traveling up to the game? And what's your score prediction? I'm actually not traveling up the game. I, I actually can't get the ticket to be honest. Yeah, and I'm still on the lookout for one. I can't. It's just about to go on, and they were sold out instantly. They were. Yeah crazy it was it was such high demand for well obviously it's the first game of the season you know but you know anyways Rovers have a very good away away support Um, but no I won't be travelling up to the game and to be honest I think it'll be a very tight game I know you have lost a few players and are a bit I I haven't really been following your pre-season as much as you would but no matter what these are going to be up for this game. It's the first game of the season. It's a massive game between two clubs and I hope we win. I think it could be maybe a sneaky 2-1 win for us. With the season kicking off on Saturday, we asked a number of Sligo Rovers fans their feelings ahead of the new season. How are you lads? Uh, Jamie McGoldrick here to get my thoughts ahead of the new season. Um, it's hard to know if it's uh, excitement or just optimism uh, going into the game on Saturday against Shams just simply because we've brought a lot of players in from outside the league which uh, we just we don't know how good they're going to be um, I hope Russell 
has found a few diamonds in a few of them, I think. Bogdan and the Radoslavlevich, I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce his name, but I think the two of them could be could be really good players for us just going by their credentials and what sort of level they've played at and that. Um, so I'm just hoping that Russell has, has found a few diamonds that nobody's heard of because I I was looking at Twitter there recently and some play, some some sites have us down in eight, you know, even behind the likes of Shell. So I don't think anyone is expecting much of us, but sure, that's normal, isn't it? So um, look, if we have if we have a good cup run and we the aim has to be trying to get back into Europe, that has to be the aim. So if we can give that a good go and get a cup run and maybe get to the final and win the cup look that'll be a great season i think but we just don't know with the new players coming in how how they're going to fit in and that so um look we'll know more anyway after after saturday night obviously keenan keenan going is he's going to be massive to replace but hopefully now the new lad coming in and Mada can can step up and between the two of them they can replace his goals um because if they don't it could be it could be a tough season but um, yeah, we'll know more after after Saturday's game against Shams anyway, whether whether these lads are going to be up for it or not. So anyway, yeah, cheers lads. Dylan Henry, uh, looking forward to getting back into the showgirls now. It's uh, been a long three months. I don't really know what to expect. Uh, it's a lot of uh, unknown quantities. Um, with Aidan Keane leaving, probably more disappointment than anything else. Hopefully Stefan coming in now can do a job. Um, I think that if we had signed Johnny Kenny, people would be a lot more optimistic, but it wasn't to be, he didn't want to come, so I won't wish him luck. Uh, yeah, so get in a bit shams on Saturday night and it'll be a whole new outlook on the season ahead, so come on the Rovers. Michael van Gertrude here, just giving me thoughts on the season ahead. I'd be uh, excited to see what kind of a squad John Russell has assembled. Um, by all accounts, the board have backed him bring in the type of player he wanted to implement his style of play so it'll be interesting how that pans out and uh, just going on the friendly last weekend against Ben Harps it was refreshing to see our full backs pushed on so far so hopefully that's a sign of things to come um, probably looking for a bit more consistency from the team from last season we we're a little bit up and down there was a win a defeat a draw so if we could turn a few more than defeats into draws or even wins would really push us on um, just in relation to the match night in the showgrounds, it'd be great to get as many supporters into the ground as possible. But any supporter that does turn up, that they really get behind the team, it can't be underestimated what a kind of a lift to give the players last season during our European campaign. So I'd love the, the supporters that are really behind them. Um, there's a song going up or a chant going up that everybody gets behind it and really roars on the team and see where it takes us in 2023. Show from the shade, Kiki O'Brady. Um, my expectations for hopefully for 2023 um, that we play good uh, attractive football that we're somewhat competitive obviously we can't compete with some of the teams in the league with the money they have behind them but if we can be competitive on the pitch try and play some nice football um, maybe fourth or fifth I'm hoping for good run in the FAI Cup I'd like to see us get further on now and then maybe a final and progress it and hopefully progress another few young local recruits coming up from the academy get them into the first team and hopefully get them more game time up the rovers
Right, I am delighted to say we are now joined by Ben's first team manager, John Russell. John, you're very welcome along to the pod, first of all. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me on, lads. Yeah, good to be here. Uh, normally, I like to keep a, a low profile. Um, uh, you've done well to get me on, in fairness. I don't know, that sometimes that can be a strength and a weakness, but uh, yeah, here I am. So first of all, John, uh, you've had pre-season as a player, you've had pre-season as an assistant manager. How different is pre-season as the actual manager of the team? Uh, yeah, I've enjoyed it. There's a lot of planning goes into putting a pre-season together. I say back in August, September, I was I was planning um, the off-season program, and then obviously when we came back in January, we were fortunate enough to get John McKeown on board, uh, brilliant support of the club, and without his help, we wouldn't have been able to go to St George's Park, which is a key part of our pre-season this year. Bonded in the group, we brought in a lot of new players. But in terms of the the games we played, we played seven games, a lot of training sessions, so a lot of work has been done and I feel we're in a good place now with a week to go into the season. I suppose, John, uh, myself, um, I see we've a lot of kind of academy players coming through coming through there. I, I know um, at Lone Town, I was particularly impressed with uh, Sean McTeer. He thought he had a great performance in that game anyway. Um, do you think those those younger lads will feature much during the season? or? Yeah, look, I'd hope so. I mean, that's the, the model of the club. You know, we've always promoted from the academy. We've had huge success. You know, you look at the likes of Ed McGinty, John Mahan, um, Johnny Kenny, all sold, you know, the current group at Nine Warren, Luke McNicholas, you know, the list can go on and on. Um, so we've got to continue to do that. And I felt in pre-season it was important. I had seven games and the way I structured it with games on a Friday and a Saturday, it was an opportunity to bring in academy players and, and give them an opportunity to, to play games because I felt that in the past, you know, you have lads on the bench and they might just be filling the bench for a preseason game. They wouldn't even get on. They might get five minutes. And I felt, look, you got to see what they're capable of doing in, in a first team game. And and against proper players, you know, it was good. Even up in St. Pat's, we played them on a Saturday night. And, you know, young Owen Elding played 45 minutes, which Connor Campbell played nearly 60, 70 minutes. So you got to see these guys and then you can judge them. Yeah, just kicking on from that, John, in terms of um, a squad you've assembled there, you've got experienced pros throughout the league. Um, you've got a lot of youth coming through, as you said, it's the club's model as well, and then you've recruited from abroad. Just in terms of setting the culture and the high standards, um, could you tell us a little bit about your non-negotiables for, for the lads and, and trying to have a, a highly successful season from, I suppose, your staff and the players you've assembled? Yeah, from day one pre-season, you know, we would have got together and would have presented to the players around, you know, the, the vision for the club and, and for the team and, and what we expect. Um, and I think any successful team in whatever sport, you know, they have to have a strong culture. And that's day day to day. It's it's not just you put up a slide and, and everyone goes, oh, yeah, we agree to it. You, you've got to live it. And for us, that's the challenge. You know, even when I got the job last year, it was trying to change that mentality that every time we go out, you got to try and win. But you've got to work back from that and it's having a style of play, having a clear game model of how you want to play in the four moments, how you want to attack, how you want to defend and how you want to transition um, in those moments. And for us, it's been clear on that on the training ground, how we work, the, the detail, the intensity we train at and the demands that the staff put on the players and also the players themselves. All the best teams, it's player-led as well. Um, and I'm very much about that. You know, you've... You've got to be clear, but you've also got to listen to, to the other players and, and see what works. And I feel it's something that we have to grow and, and evolve as we go along. But I'm I'm really happy with the group that we've assembled. John, just looking on, just I only noticed it myself. I don't even know as a by designer, just purely <laughs> coincidental. But um, in regards to your own staff, with the likes of Ryan Casey and Bulger is now on board, and Sean Flannery's on board as well. 
and uh, it just seems like uh, there's a continuity there, like with Casey being the assistant for the young lads coming through from the academy, there's that familiarity with him and yourself, and it creates a bit of trust there that they, when they come up, they don't feel out of their depth, and there's like a familiar face, so to speak. And even with the first team then, with Greg on board with you as well, he's like a bridging between the lads and yourself, and that creates that added bit of trust as well. And just that familiarity between everyone else, and even Flannery then, they all know the club. You know, Flannery's lived this club his whole life as well, so he has. So, you know, to have him on board and being an ex-professional as a show, there's need and what they want and you know certain times how they're feeling physically he can relate to it himself and I don't know it's just is it just purely coincidental or is it by design that you've done all this um yeah like I put an awful lot of thought into everything I do I always think the big picture and um any decisions I make uh, you know I really go through it thoroughly and you know the guys I've, I've brought in and the staff have assembled I'm delighted with them they're all top people you know really competent um but the thing you've mentioned there and you're spot on, they've got an affiliation to the club, you know, they're either from the region or they play for the club. And, you know, I know Ryan Casey for so many years, you know, and he's from Galway. I would have started my career at Galway and play with him, but he's a top coach and, you know, full of energy, enthusiasm, loves the club, lives in the area. Sean Flannery, ex-player, delighted to get him on board. He's been a huge plus this year. Um, he's got a great facility and, you know, you talk about culture and, driving standards, you know, he, he's a step up, he, he's really good. Um, and then in terms of the other staff, we have, you know, Dara Healy, he's another Sligo lad who would have played underage for, for the club, you know, and, and coached um, with all the other academy players and, and he's involved for, for a number of years now. Uh, Chris Jenkins, I brought him in as well from Leitrim, so again, another local guy um, on the performance analysis side of things. Got Richard Brush now with the goalkeepers, um, and Keen McBride, who would have been a former runner as well. So you know, slight go lad, and and they all really care about the club, and that's that's key. You know, they're coming in. It's it's work, but we enjoy what we do. We come in with with energy and a spring in our step, and our job is to get the best out of the group, uh, and and we love what we do. Because it does make a huge difference with your backroom staff. I know the eleven players that go out in the pitch are ultimately what makes the difference, but. It is the finer details as well that it will come down to, especially in the modern game as well. As you know yourself, John, we've all seen it now. The changes you've made throughout the club have just been unbelievable from top to bottom. And the it, you've everything with you come, seems to come down to the finer details. And it is all about those little extra bits that will hopefully give us the edge over the, over the season and bring us to a successful successful season in the end. But like that, with your coaching staff, it has to be perfect, doesn't it? Yeah, you, you've got to look at everything because, look, let's let's be real here. We have to overachieve, and, and that's the reality. We're, we're competing against clubs with huge resources, benefactors, you know, billionaire owners, um, people pumping big money in, and, and you you look across all the top leagues. Whoever's got the most money or who can pay the biggest wages, they normally win the leagues. You know, it's, it's not the biggest transfer fees. It's it's who pays the biggest wages, and. We're, we're probably, I don't know, six, seven budget in, in our league. So we have to overachieve to compete, but you can still compete with the bigger clubs um, or the bigger resource clubs because if you have your structures right, if you've got your, um, if you've got a clear vision, clear game model, what you want to do, you've got really good staff, you're putting your structures in place and the, and the players, you're getting good players into your club and there's buy-in and everyone's aligned, having that alignment um, and, you know, having that work ethic you can achieve success. So look, I'm I'm hoping that, you know, you still need a little bit of luck along the way. There's no doubt about it. Um, but 
we're, we're working extremely hard and if I, I feel if we're given a bit of time which sometimes is not you know you're not given that in this game but I, I do feel you know we'll uh, we'll give it a right go and just you mentioned the players coming in John um I suppose you can touch on like the likes of Bogdan and Frank came in there last summer and I suppose you kind of came to aware that you've focused on the Estonian league for your pro license I suppose is there a similarity between our own league here and the Estonian league is that I suppose are players more likely to adapt from that league into our league I wouldn't say in terms of the the league itself I feel probably the top two or three teams in the Estonian league would be similar to the top teams in our league the, the lower teams in, in the league w- w- would probably struggle in our league and there would be a big difference between the top and the, and the bottom teams I think the league of Ireland is a lot more competitive but in terms of the, the caliber of player in the league and some of these guys as Frank and, and Bogdan their internationals are playing against top teams across Europe so being exposed to that um, that level and then for us to be able to attract them to Sligo um, has been a big plus and you know it's it's helped me with, with other players recruiting because when you've got internationals in your group um, it is a selling point and these guys see Sligo as an opportunity to come and, and play at a really good level and in a football mad town um, with, with a passionate support base and they get to showcase um, their skills and, and the guys have really enjoyed moving to Ireland and, and they're well looked after and I've always said that the the way the club is running Sligo you know the it's community run but everyone's so passionate about the club and they do everything for the players to, to make them settle in and, and um, it's brilliant and, and the guys have come in this year all the new guys they've settled in really well You've really, you've really set a trend across the league now with all these uh, the paths. I think uh, mm. Cork City have brought in an Estonian as well. So uh, you're, you've you've set the trend anyway, John, in terms of bringing in those lads from um, from Eastern Europe. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, it seemed to be uh, yeah a lot more movement this this uh, off season and, and in the window. And it was interesting. Yeah, that if there's a few more Estonians because I I know those guys from from studying the the national team, but even the Swedish. League now, a lot of the clubs are, are tracking the, the super in the second tier. Um, but I suppose I, I like to think, yeah, I'm kind of ahead of the game in in, in a way. And uh, yeah, hopefully we can keep tapping into those markets because I feel that there's just quality players out there. Um, and for us in Sligo, we, ha- we have to be clever. We have to and outthink rather than outspend the, the competition. And there, there's players all around the world. Um, you just got to identify the right ones that you think would fit your club and, and your style of play and that they're the right type of people coming in you know it's not just the videos you watch I'd speak to a lot of people former coaches um, people that would work with these players in, in the past to find out about their mentality and, and what their their ambitions are themselves you, you want players on the way up that's that's the big thing John judging off the pre-season games I've seen so far um, with the style of play going forward it seems to be a lot more intense than what we would have seen from I know it wasn't your team last year but from what was there there's a there's a quicker style of play coming in. Um, there's a lot of one and two touch football. Even when even when the back four are playing it across, it's maybe three three passes maximum, and then they're playing it into midfield. But the movement in front of them is something that I noticed, especially against Finn Harps. Um, it's it's brilliant to see it because you could just see the spaces opening up all over the pitch, and like even Harps, they, they really struggled with it big time, you know, and you could see the with the new players you brought in, how technical they are as well. But going forward, like, is that what we're going to see? Is that intensity, that quick style of play, that forward thinking play on the front foot all the time? Absolutely, yeah. The, the style I want is the, the word I'd always use with the, with the players and, and the staff as well. And, you know, it's been aggressive in and out of possession that we're moving the ball 
that speed of play, one and two touch, and and it is forward play. It's it's forward passes. Yes, you have to keep the ball at times, and it's it's movement ahead of the ball. And we work on the training ground really hard on, on our on our style, on our patterns, and players understand um where they need to be and the movements. And, and look, again, it takes time. And I think over preseason we've shown glimpses, and it it is going to be a work in progress. Um, because we've a lot of new players, but as you mentioned there, they are technical. And they're willing to work hard, you know, that counter press the minute we lose the ball. I want to try and win the ball back as quick as possible. And, you know, that's going to be our style going forward and, and we have to try and refine that. And for the game coming up against Shams, like there seems to be a huge amount of options available to you now. Something that we haven't really seen before. You know, nearly every season for the last few years you'd be you could name your starting eleven straight away. Everyone knew it, but even we were talking amongst ourselves and like you can't put down a definite starting eleven at the moment. Like that's clearly a good headache for you to have. Yeah, I'd say people are still trying to get used to all the names of the players and, and all the <laughs> players coming in, so it's hard to pick. But uh, yeah, t- ten new players coming in is uh, is always a challenge. But in terms of the the team selection, yeah, you you want headaches, and I feel I've assembled a really good group. Um, you know, we've got strength and depth in in all the positions, and you know. It will take a few games to to gel everything, um, but I'm confident that we we can do it. And you know the the players through throughout preseason, they've got plenty of minutes on the pitch. A few have picked up a couple of niggles here and there, so they might be slightly behind others in in, in terms of their sharpness. But um, you know it's it's up to the players now to, to try and get into the starting team for that first game and keep their place. How happy were you with getting the return of John Mahan? You know, because everyone obviously supporters of the club, everyone's buzzing about that one. It's a, it's one of our own coming back and such a monumental player when he was here. Like so, to see him coming home, how happy were you getting that one over the line? Yeah, delighted to get John back, manager, and you know, since he came out to the when I was a development officer, and you know, he got a big move to the SPL and. You know, sometimes when when players go away for different reasons, they, it might work out for them. So for us to be able to attract them back to the club twelve months later, um, you know, a player who knows the league well, I think before he left, he was one of the top defenders in the country, um, and he all know his strengths. He's a warrior on the pitch. He's a proper defender. He, he's he's nearly that old school type. He'll head and kick everything. And you know, I think even one of the friendlies there recently, he's heading the ball on, on the ground. So. And that's what John gives you. He he wears his heart in his sleeve. So, you know, he'll um he would have to be patient with him because he hasn't played an awful lot of games in the last year. Um so it's getting his sharpness back up and um yeah, hopefully John can have a big season. Is that a difficult task in itself for you as a manager, John? Is even having the likes of Stefan coming in who mightn't have played in the last little while and even John and trying to integrate them into the same into the team with the rest of the lads and getting everyone up to the same speed as quickly as possible. Like, is that difficult for you? Uh, I would say it's difficult. It's just planning um, with, with the staff. And, you know, we'd speak day to day and, you know, you're trying to look at the individual plan for a player. Yes, you're looking at the collective and the team, but um, within that, you, you have to see how we bring the fitness level up um, within the training session. So, you know, you, you might be overloading certain players and, and underloading other players so you're not putting them at risk. And, and that's important because we want to keep players on the pitch and that they're available for selection. And, you know, we're in a good place at the moment. We've no long-term injury bar. Gary Boylan obviously picked up crucial injury, which is un- really unfortunate. And, um, you know, I felt he was going to have a big year for us. Um, and obviously Gary Buckley's out and, and Mark Byrne. But, you know, in terms of bringing the other lads up, Stefan's come in, 
Uh, Bogdan picked up a, a knock two weeks ago, so you just have to gradually build those guys back up again. That when they do jump in, that they're in the squad and, and they're there for the the long term. So for the final part of this week's episode, we'll look ahead now to Saturday night's game against Shams, the opening game of the season. Jerry, it's a it's a good game to start with, I suppose. Good to good to get not oh, get the way, but yeah. good good to start with a game against Shams in the opening night of the season. Ah, yeah, it's, it's it's probably if you were to ask me the one game that I would like uh, to start off would have been that at home. Um, it's a great way to kick off the season. They're they're the champions, uh, so it's a great litmus test for ourselves. Yeah, as look as I said there previously, I think we'll, we'll surprise people this season, and it might be a bad time to get shams because uh, look, both teams will be kind of trying to bed in and settle down, and you know, so yeah, it'll, it'll be it'll be a big crowd, a great atmosphere. Um, it's what League of Ireland football is all about, and it's uh, yeah, bring them on. I'm really looking forward to it. And Donald, it's uh, it's something I suppose that you know you're waiting three months for the for the season start, but uh, when it finally starts rolling around, it's it's something to be looking forward to. Oh, big time rolling! It's like uh, I suppose when the season finishes, it's like you you don't think that you know like the the, the start of next season is going to take so long to come around, but. Jesus does feel like an eternity. Like every week, the weeks seem to get longer and longer and longer until the kind of preseason starts. So, um, yeah, uh, like we look like we've been a, a, an exciting squad assembled. So happy days. Let's let's, let's bring it on. Chances, yeah, and especially against them. Like you couldn't ask, as Jerry says there, you couldn't ask for a better a better game to start the season to kickstart and 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 just get everybody up for it. Another game So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. And David, it's I suppose a chance to get a get a good crowd in and you know get get people that might necessarily go to many games chance to get them into the showgrounds and see the team firsthand yeah absolutely for ourselves and, and bringing the champions down in the first day of the season it's it's what it's all about as, as Jerry said it's a litmus test to see where you're at see where they're at and and absolutely get the place sold out and, and get the, the buzz going it has been a long old winter without it and it's like Christmas week to be honest with you I, I can't wait Um. Yeah, the excitement's been building amongst ourselves, amongst the fans, around the town in general. I know there's been a lot of buzz. And yeah, as you said, with um, fans who may not be regular, we're doing a big push to get get some more fans in the gate as well. So yeah, what better way to start the season than, than to get Shams down and, and let's give him a good go. And I'm quietly confident we'll get something out of it, definitely. I don't think you can add too much more than what the boys have said is there. You know, it is, it's the excitement is building. Personally, I hate playing these anytime. Just, you know, hate to, hate, hate to admit it, but they're a brilliant side. So, but it does give you a mark of where we're at. You know, all, all I'd be looking is just take a result from the match. You know what I mean? I'm not even looking at the beat. And a draw will be good. I think the following two games after that will really be a big test for us as well. But um, look, a packed showgrounds against Shams. There's nothing like it. It's always brilliant. You know, it really is. It's there's always a great buzz about it, and that's if you can stuff them, all the better. But I just think you know. It, it, Saturday night doesn't make or break us. No, you know it's one game. It's um, I know it's a, it's a massive game because of who it's against, but it doesn't define anything this season. I, it means nothing over it's, but it it could propel us onto something better if we got a good result in it. But if we were to go to lose, it doesn't mean anything either. Yeah, like at the end of the day, we're not in that we're in we're not in that space the Shamrock Rovers are in. They're in a a different space with, along with Derry. Whereas we're in a, we're in a different different league, so 
whether we look anything we get against the likes of Shamrock Rovers is going to be a bonus. Um, so I don't like the word free hit. Look, you go out and you try and win every game, but at the same time too, whatever we pick up from the likes of them, it'll be it will be a bonus and it will add to our total at the end of the season. But Sean says there, it's not going to make or make or break us. The one thing I would say, just to continue on from that, like, and I know I'm speaking to the converted here, who whoever is listening, definitely are fucking converted if they're listening to us. <laughs> but um, you know, if you know people that like, there's so many football fans out there. Uh, whether it be in Sligo, Leitrim, South Donegal, North Roscommon, obviously Mayo. Like, if they like football and you know them, bring them along to this game. Mm. Bring them along to this game. This is you the can one. sit in the house. Yeah, you can sit in the house and watch Strictly Come Dancing, or you can go to your local football club, take in the atmosphere, watch the football. Just watch the football. It's yeah. actually technically really, really good. It's a lot better than what people give it credit for. You know, this year, ditch your your strictly come dancing or catchphrase or fucking whatever else is on. The mass the mass singer seems to be the big one this year, Jerry. Mass singer, yes, yes. That that's that's like fucking been watching something when you're on LSD or something like that. It's just like, <laughs> <laughs> fucked up, like. But uh, yeah, look, get get the people out, get the, the showgrounds falling. Let's see where it takes us, you know. I think we've every right to be confident going in. You know, Derry played them off the park on Friday night in the President's Cup. They're traditionally, well, say traditionally, but they were very slow starters last year. So, you know, we've, yeah. we should be full of confidence going into this. Absolutely. I, I don't think we've anything to lose. As you said already, there's nothing. It's not going to define us either way, but the win would, could propel us onto something huge. But yeah, absolutely. Get in, get the place packed, and the team are going to have a right go, and everybody in there is going to be right behind them, roaring them on all the way, 100%. Like your favorite. Could it be a different lineup though, from from, uh, from Friday night against Derry? Um, like yeah. as Sean was saying previously, uh, it pro- probably was maybe sixty to seventy-five percent of their starting lineup, and I think the likes of obviously Gaffney and players like that would play. But you're hundred percent right, Dave. Look, you know we've actually we've every right to be confident going into it, regardless of who their lineups lineup is. And you know they've enough for two 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 teams plus subs. Um, but yeah, look at this. Is, this is what we've been waiting for, you know, for the last, as you said, since Christmas week. You know, you just want to get back at it and get out there and kind of let all your stress out and roar and shout at whatever and, you know, enjoy it. Like, But look, they're bound to be a little bit edgy as well after that Derry performance because they, like, they didn't even create anything throughout the game. So yeah, it is going to play on them a little bit because they're such a dominant side. They're used to being the, the trendsetters, the ones who dominate most games. So when they're the ones who get dominated, it's going to put a, bit, a little bit of doubt in their mind. So it is a good time to get them. And as you've already alluded to as well, Shams don't usually start too well on their Bradley. They'll win the games, but performance-wise, they don't start yeah. great. They're shady enough. So it is the time to hit them. And hopefully that's the continuation on into this season because just going, and we can only go off what we watch, and that's in the preseason games we've seen. We do look decent. There's football in us. Technically, we're good. Tactically, we're well set up. We're fit. We're strong. There's a lot of aspects there that weren't there last year. You know what I mean? It's, goals would be my biggest concern at the moment. You know, Max missing five golden chances against Harps last night just has put a little bit of doubt in my mind. I like Matt. I think he's a really, really good player. And I do think he'll come up big for us. But I think he needs a goal. And if he can get one against Shams, brilliant. We're away in a hack. But look, we'll just see what happens. 
I, I do think though in, in pre-season like, I think we've had something like 12 different goal scorers in pre-season uh, through the different games so there, there's goals all over the team um, and I think that's one thing that we will see this season is probably different players chipping in where and last season we were really re- reliant on Keane to kind of, kind of uh, scrape results for us in, in different, uh, at different stages I do think there's a lot more goals in, in this side as well so look at hopefully um, and I suppose you, you kind of have to, I suppose, address the elephant in the room in that Keane scored 21 goals between all the competitions. And, you know, like it will be, you know, any, any team that loses that type of uh, goal score, there's always going to be doubts over them uh, the following season in terms of how they're going to address that, you know, scoring goals. But I think, I de- but looking back on that last season, I think we nearly must have said on every single pod that the midfielders weren't chipping in with goals. Yeah. Like, it, the, our goal return from our uh, midfielders was, was so poor. Whereas I think this season, I think we can address the the um, the vacuum created by Keane leaving with, you know, more goal scorers throughout the team. And, you know, we, we, we've brought in a lot of attacking players, front-footed players that are, you know, eager to get into the box. So I think, I think we'd be okay in that regard. Look, it's going to be difficult. It's hard to predict where we're going to end up, but I'm a lot more confident than I would have been, say, three or four weeks ago. I think we have a really, really good squad. And I think, again, to be repeating myself, I think so many people, I think so many teams are going to, um, are un- underrating us, to be honest. So, yeah, which which is a great place to be, in my opinion, because when Sly Rovers are in that position, that's when we always come up trumps. Absolutely. And Jerry, what you're touching on there is um, you know, the midfielders not even, you know, providing goals last year. The midfielder didn't even provide assists. Yeah. You know, we had nothing like Keenan wasn't only our top goal scorer, he was a top assist maker as well. You know, <laughs> that's that shouldn't be the case. You know, there should be we only like I think Frank, who only signed in July, I think he's second in the assists. You know, like, I would say so, yeah. You know, that shouldn't be the case either. Like, and he's, I think he's nearly even, you know, Matt is second in goals and then Frank was third. So, and even the penalties that he won for us, he was nearly winning yeah. the penalty every other game. Yeah. So, I don't know if that is factored into the assists. I'm sure it's not. But, like, it's just that kind of, I suppose, level of cuteness and how to get into certain positions to, to win uh, penalties and things like that. That's so you could see, like, you know, if, if these guys can be as good as he is, then we're going to be a really, really solid, serious side, you know? So, I even think, like, with uh, Lafferty and Hutchison coming in for the left-back slots, like, I think you're adding assists from from there as well. Like, Paddy Kirk didn't have one assist our goal last year. Really? You know, yeah. yeah. Goal, from, a, from an attacking... Did yeah, he have a goal? He's a goal again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually oh, able, yeah. Sorry, I take that back. Um, but even at that, that's yeah. still it's still a very very bad return. Especially it's the it's, it'll be the assist thing is a big issue for me from a from an attacking left back. And a, an attacking left full should have plenty of assists. I look at I go back to the to the league winning side of Erla Davern and Ross Gaynor. Yeah, like both of them provided goals and assists from left full yeah. all the time. Or you know they were providing. Maybe the, you know, you can go down to that, the fucking spreadsheet terms and, you know, the pre-assist and all this nonsense, but they were there for that area as well. So, like, I think with Lafferty and Hutchison, I think you're going to get that from the left side this year. 
I think that's a re- I think they're interesting signings there. And same with Brown back at right full. Judging from what I've seen so far of him, his movement and positioning and his ability on the ball is second to none. There's a couple of balls he played in there the other night that were just they were stupidly good. The way he was put, he was putting them in beside, in in between the centre half and the full back, and allowing Frank to make the the run in in behind the full back and just into open space to to lay a ball across the six yard area. Like if we can get them openings in the in the league games, like we will tear teams apart. It'll open up for us, and I think that's so important to have that from full back on either side. And then Will Fitzgerald looks like a man possessed this year. He looks like a different player altogether. He really, I think under Russell last year is when you started to see Will come into his own from the European games and then he made huge impacts in the league games as well. He was really good, but he's, he stepped up another gear as well. So I'd like to see more from him in terms of goals and assists as well. But I do think, as Jerry was saying, there is areas of the pitch now where we have hopefully replaced Aiden's output. Look, the, if, we, if we've if we landed a, a striker like Aiden and Stefan, we've hit the jackpot again. But it's it's always near impossible to replace a player like Aiden Kena. We tried to do it when we replaced Danny Nortermark quickly. It just didn't happen. These players are hence take they, they don't come around too often. You know, I I think in the last 10, 15 years, you can count on one hand the amount of the twenty goal a season strikers that have been in the League of Ireland. Yeah. It's not a it's not a common team. Look at Shamrock Rovers, they have money to burn. They haven't had a twenty goal a season striker throughout all yeah. the dominance. They did sign anybody. Just going back to the point that you made previously, just about Max, and um, like this league doesn't actually throw up a lot of chances, and that's why you know um, you haven't got as many twenty goal a season men as there has been. Uh, you know, it doesn't throw up a lot of chances, and and sometimes I feel it takes them three or four chances maybe to convert. That needs to change. Yeah, I mean, you know, I need like. You know, this is like fuck. This is the big boys league now. You know, if you don't, you can't afford three or four chances. You need to be converting. You need to be clinical. You need to be ruthless. Uh, because it's a fine line between qualifying for the likes to Europe or a fine line between you know staying in or staying out of a cup. You know, you need to be ruthless as well. When the ball goes up to you, you need to make it stick and bring others into play. Now, one thing I noticed again about the game down at loan was the ball was sticking with him. So it's obviously something that he's thinking about and he's he's working on. He didn't give away the ball once, which was fantastic. So if he can just be maybe a little bit, just add a little bit of composure, but be a bit more clinical and just fucking don't overthink it. Just fucking hit it. I think he's got to go into that. I think he's got to go into that mind frame. Nearly what Kina had last year is, you know, that unpredictability and selfishness. Selfishness, yeah. Mm -hmm. Of just taking that touch and then taking the shot on. Not taking the second touch and seeing is there a pass available or trying to set yourself again. Just have the ability, have the confidence in yourself to just have a go. Yeah. Because you just don't know what's going to happen. It might be the best finish in the world, but it might still scrape in. Well, look at the, look at the, look at the second goal that Shams got or Derry got against Shams. Your, yeah. your man doesn't shoot, he doesn't score. Yeah. The other the other side of the door, Jerry, is like for me, is that he's getting himself into those positions as well. Like, do you know that kind of way? So. You know, like but I think that only wears that only wears for so long. Well, you know, if you're consistently not converting, then that's. But I think, you know, look, this season I'll tell a tale. Won't it? Look, he's got all the potential in the world. Uh, he's 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 he is a top. Well, to be a top striker, he, he just needs to convert a little bit more. 
you know, you can't can't be throwing up three or four chances and not taking them. Not against the likes of Shamrock Rovers. You know yourself. If we get three or four chances against them on Saturday night, and even if they get three or four chances against us, they, they won't get any more than that. No team will get more than three or four clerical chances. And they'll be doing well to get three, never mind four. But you need to be taking two out of the three. And that's the difference. Yeah, Look, hopefully he's a year older again. You know, hopefully this is he steps into his clinical into his clinical era now, and that's we see the the fruits of the labour now. You know, because look, at the end of the day, he did have twelve goals, I think, in all competitions last year, which is a brilliant return. You know, for a while, is he 21, 22? So like, yeah, yeah. If his hold up hold up play stays as good as it, it has been in preseason, as you said, Jerry, and we can get bodies in and around him with more players now that can affect games and change games, the likes yeah. of Hartman and Frank and, and and that kind of thing as well. Yeah, I, hopefully he kicks on and, and gets a couple more, but, but uses that that better aspect of his play to, to involve others. And, and as we all want, is to share the wealth in terms of goals across the team. Be fantastic. Right, lads. If we were to say a league prediction and a scoreline for Saturday's game, I'll start with yourself, Sean. League prediction, I'm going to say fourth with a decent cup run. And score prediction for Saturday night. It's not exciting. One one. Jerry. I'm actually going to go the exact same as Sean. I think fourth. I would absolutely bite your hands off for fourth. Um just to guess, you know, look, and I know fourth doesn't get you Europe, but really and truly, um I don't see anybody outside the top four that's going to win the cup. I can't see anybody like beyond Shamrock Rovers, Derry City, St. Pat's, ourselves, hopefully. I can't see anybody else winning the Cup, so I bite your hand off, hand off for, for fourth. Uh, I think we're well well capable of getting it. Uh, I think we sign well. Um, as for Friday, for Saturday night, yeah, I, I, think, I think it'll be one all. Uh, and again, I'd be very happy with that just to get the everything up and running. Um yeah, so I, I take both of them. I know it's not very maverick or anything like that or Cavalier or whatever the case may be, but yeah, I'd say fourth and one all on, on Saturday night. Donald. I don't know. I'm I'm between I suppose in terms of the league prediction, between third and fifth, I'm hoping third, obviously. Um but I do think that we're gonna have a really good cup run this year. I there, there's a good cup run in this side, um, and I hope that this year is going to be the year uh, for us. I think, oh, look at, I don't know. I just, I, I, I just think there, there's, there's, there's something in this side. Um, it's the best side. The, the, there's a lot of good characters there, and I just think, I think that with a bit of luck, I think we could get to the Viva this year. I hope so, anyway. Um. In terms of the game on Saturday night, I actually think it's going to be a cracker of a game. I ain't going to say a 3-3 draw. Oh, Jesus Christ, Don. <laughs> I think we're all going to be absolutely we're going to be in our wits ends. I do think it was, I can actually see us going uh, uh, 3-1 down. Yeah, three the St. John's ambulances at the game. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, no, I, Someone I, I, nearly followed me arse just thinking about it, Donald. 3-3 <laughs> draw, that's what I reckon, yeah. Oh, no, I can't deal with that. <laughs> yeah, David? Yeah, in terms of league positioning, yeah, I was I was flirting with kind of third and fourth. I'm going to go fourth. I think fourth, I think it'll be a good season. I think it's going to come right, and all the, the naysayers I know with their ridiculous prediction tables are going to be way off. I think it's going to click, and we're going to progress big time this year. 
Uh, and I was thinking a day out in the Aviva for a cup final, but I'm going to take Jerry's nice little lady three home and tell us we're going to win it. We're <laughs> going to win the cup this year. So, you know, cling to whatever you can. So, yeah, fourth yeah. and win the cup. And in terms of Saturday night, I'm going to book the trendier draws, lads. I'm going to go a 2-1 win for ourselves. Yeah, but yeah. Oh, Why not be bar, optimistic? Yeah, yeah. We'll take it. Yeah, Ron. Uh, I was thinking fourth as well. And yeah, the cup, 83, 2013. Yeah. All the three. Four years now. Um, there you go. So yeah, it could be another day out. So look forward to in November. Saturday night is going to be 2 2. That's what I think. So. Okay. Just, just on that, there, you know, you were saying about, we were saying about eighty three and all that, and I, I look, I'm, I, I've something in the back of my head. I could be wrong here, but would Jams have done the four in a row in eighty seven? So, sorry, I'm going off on a tangent. Sorry, I'm getting mixed up. But yeah, they would have done a four in a row in eighty seven. We would have won the cup in eighty three. Ah, don't mind me. Cut that bit out, one, will you? <laughs> <laughs> we're going on we're going on Jimmy McGee and a third jury so you're <laughs> memory it's man. like what David said there and just trying to think whatever you can book the hotel Members. rooms lads. that's what you want <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's all we have time for this week thank you Sean thanks a million lads we're back thank you Jerry cheers Ronan cheers lads thank you Donald cheers guys and thank you David cheers Ronan cheers lads I heard those thousands of Sligo people I was proud coming out and won. Best town in the world. Best town in the world. Best town in the world. More drama here. Chilali. North. Elding. 3-2. They've been looking for Stenson's head away at the far post. And over it comes Elliot. Stenson. 1-1. Oh, it's brilliant. 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 Here comes Blakely.